0: The years we brought you the news, printed the info, we gave you the clues. Owners' profits were always sky high. Changing market now threatens our lives.
1: Hey everybody, it's Eugene Driscoll of ValleyIndy.org. Welcome to Navel Gazing, the Valley Indy podcast. Today we'll feature an interview with Stefan Bohuniak, and I'll try not to breathe heavily into the microphone. Sorry about that. I'm out of breath from running around. It's been a busy day. Stefan is the chairman of the Town Democratic Committee, and last night, July 22nd, Dems endorsed a slate of candidates for municipal office for Election Day coming up in November. All right, hopefully here's Stefan. Hello. Hey Stefan, it's Eugene. How you doing?
2: Hey Eugene, doing well. How are you?
1: Do you want to uh, get right to it?
2: Sure, if you'd like. Yeah, whatever whatever you want to do.
1: All right, here we go. So with me as promised is Stefan Bahuniak, the chairman of the Seymour Democratic Town Committee. Stefan, welcome back to Naval Gazing, your favorite podcast.
2: It is my favorite podcast. Thanks for having me, Eugene.
1: Yeah, no, no, no problem at all. So I had done this by accident with uh, Kurt Miller, the Seymour first selectman, like a week ago. I ended up not going to. I had planned to go to both nominating conventions for uh, Seymour. I mean, I'm sorry for the Republican and Democratic town committees in Seymour. But one thing led to another. I couldn't. But I thought this is a good way uh, to go over the slate of candidates. Democrats endorsed for a municipal office. And I guess, when's election day? It's in November. Is it November? November 5th. November 5th, coming right up. So now, yep. boom, it's July. Uh, the uh, campaign season is officially here. So, Sivan, let's go over uh, the list of candidates. I know there was a story in the New Haven Register this morning, and I'm star- I'm sorry to talk so much, but uh, the headline uh-huh. was basically like, oh, they don't have a candidate for first selectman." What, what was the uh, reasoning uh, behind leaving the top spot uh, blank this year.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, that's always the that's always the headline in these kind of elections. Um, unfortunately, you know, a lot of people just pay attention to the very top of the ticket. Um, but you know, this year, just like two years ago, uh, a lot of similarities. Um, Kurt Miller continues to, to run. Um, he has you know strong numbers. Um, it's it's difficult to find you know qualified. And a serious candidate who um, you know would have a good chance of taking him down. So that's not to say that there aren't other people interested in it. It's just um, you, you know we have to make a, a decision whether or not uh, we want to expend a lot of resources running against um, you know Kurt and, and not necessarily have a great chance to win. Um, and you know it, it, you got to pick the right person to represent the party well and and someone who actually could do you know a, a great job in the role. So. Uh, that person never really materialized this year so we um, we decided to focus on the under ticket
1: and uh, in terms of uh, the challenge for Democrats in Seymour, I've asked you this before so I apologize for being an ignoramus but uh, I, I assume the Republicans outnumber Democrats in Seymour on the on the voter rolls
2: um on the voter rolls it's it's pretty close to be honest with you oh. um but both um, both parties are dwarfed by uh, unaffiliated voters,
1: mm. and
2: uh, just looking at you know trends in um, Seymour and, and a lot of the other valley towns, uh, they the unaffiliated are breaking hard to the right. Um, so they're doing a good job of getting of getting people out. Um, you know, you look at it from all the way up the top of the ticket. You know, from president to Congresspeople, senators, you name it. Uh, Republicans are pretty much winning just about everything in Seymour right now.
1: Any idea why that's so? I mean, this is a little off the topic of the stated topic, but any idea why that is so? How how are the Republicans uh, uh, doing so well locally?
2: Um, it's a good question. I, if I had the answers, I think I would uh, probably, probably be in a better position. But um, I, I think Seymour is, uh, you know, Sort of a, a distressed community, in in some ways, you know, there's a lot of there's certainly a lot of um, you know nice neighborhoods, and, and it's not a, it's not a bad town, but there's definitely people struggling. Um, it's it's a place just like the rest of the valley that uh, you know maybe our heyday was was years ago, and, and we still haven't fully recovered uh, economically the way that um, some other places have. So whenever that happens, people tend to kind of gravitate towards the party that does. You know, maybe towards them it does a better job of speaking to, um, to, to, those, to those issues, and I think uh, Democrats somewhat have a, a bit of a bit of a problem speaking to regular people. We're we're working on that a lot a lot more. Um, you see people like Kara Rochelle who does a tremendous job of that, and that's why she's been so successful so far. Um, but you know, I mean, at the core of the Democratic Party, we are the party of working people. But we need to get back to, to really making that known to everybody. Um, and they'd be a lot more forceful with
1: it. Okay, and Kara Shell, of course, is a state representative for uh, Ansonia Derby. All right, so your Board of Selectmen candidates, uh, you go ahead and name them, because I'm going to mispronounce Rob's last name, and that's embarrassing.
2: Sure, so we have um, two candidates for Board of Selectmen, Rob Van Agan, who is currently a Selectman. Um, he took over the term of Karen Stanek, um, who, who had passed away a few months ago. Unfortunately, um, but he's done a great job in that time. He's really, um, really learning the ropes, getting up to speed on everything. making a lot of good contributions, asking all the right questions. So, uh, you know, he's he's doing a great job. We're going to keep him on. Um, and then
1: wait, wait, before uh, you get to the Owen. next guy, wait, 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 wait before you get to this next guy. Hold on, hold on one second. He's a, I'm familiar <laughs> with the next guy. But uh, in terms of how long have you do you, do you know like Rob personally? Did he go to Seymour High School with you or anything like that? What's a little bit?
2: Uh, Rob's, Rob's a few years older than me. I met him through politics about um, two and a half years ago. Uh, he had at one point uh, made, an, made an effort to run for a uh, state Senate seat during the special election in February of 2017. So that's when I, I got to meet him. Um, he had recently bought a house in Seymour and uh, you know, started to spin up his roots here. Um, you know, he's from Seymour, but really, uh, you know, making it official. Um, and, you know, he ran for the board of selectmen last time and he, uh, he, he missed out on, on winning but uh he you know he stayed very active he served on a couple of you know appointed committees in town done a great job um so you know rob is rob is a, is a bright you know a bright star and you know that's not that's to say nothing of all the um you know community service work that he does which is just you know incredible
1: okay and then uh the second gentleman who's running for the uh, board of selectmen
2: Yes. The second gentleman would be Chris Bowen, someone that you may have heard of uh, once or twice. Yes. He, um, <laughs> someone who actually came to the Seymour Democrats through being on the Great Give uh, live stream a couple of years ago. Uh, we, we got in touch with him. He, he had recently bought a house right down the street from myself. Um, you know, Chris has really immersed himself in the world of uh, Seymour politics Seymour government uh, served on you know, a couple of appointed commissions. He's currently an alternate on the planning and zoning commission. Um, he serves as the vice chair of the economic development commission. Uh, his, you know, he's, he's really working to get the hashtag Seymour of Seymour uh, up and running, which I think is great. He's, uh, he's really thrown himself all the way into it. And uh, I couldn't be more excited for him to get a chance to serve on the board of selection.
1: And uh, yeah, like you had mentioned, I've known, I've got to know Chris, uh, I don't even know if I'm speaking English, but I, he's been involved in. he's been like a, a, a constant on the Valley Indie social media presence pretty much since the day we launched uh, 10 years ago, 10 years ago last month. And we have this tradition now where when we do our fundraising once a year, we always bring uh, Chris on and now he's running for the board of selectmen. But I got to ask you, I got to ask you now are you gonna uh, tell Chris Chris uh, uh, he has a bit of a foul mouth he's, a, he's a, he has a bit of a, a potty mouth uh, at mm-hmm. times not 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 judging yep. him uh, he, he's he's an unusual candidate I guess he's not your typical municipal candidate. Uh, for office, in terms of uh, how he uses social media and how he expresses himself, how he made his announcement that he was looking to become a candidate for office—good, uh, bad, and different in this local political
2: scene—I uh, I have absolutely no plans to tell him to change anything. I love it. Um, I love everything that he brings to the table. The only things that you know I, I like to work with Chris on is sometimes he. Um, sometimes he'll put the cart before the horse a little bit. He'll, he'll start, he'll talk about things that aren't fully, um, you know, vetted out yet. But I, I do like that also because his, you know, his idea of this radical transparency is, is huge. It's really important. I think it can lend a lot of, um, you know, it's, it's really good thing for residents to, to, you know, pull that curtain back a little bit. And he's somebody who's really trying to bring that about, but in terms of, you know, you look at his personal Facebook page, which is I'm sure what you're referring to and, and, you know, some of the, the foul language, which I, you know, doesn't bother me in the slightest. Um, I think people are a little sensitive to foul language, to be honest with you. Um,
1: I am. I am. Although know, I have, I have another podcast where I curse, so I'm a hypocrite. But, uh, <laughs> but no. Well, yeah. you know,
2: I, I think as long as you don't cross lines of, um, you know, like hateful speech or anything like that, which, which Chris has never done to my knowledge, uh, and I don't think he ever would, knowing him personally, um, I, I see nothing wrong with it. People, here's the thing, people use profanity in their real lives all the time. Um, everybody does it that I know of, you know. So if you if you're gonna judge people on doing it publicly, I think it's a little silly and a little hypocritical. So I don't, uh, I don't really, uh, you know, I don't really censor myself either. But I don't, I have no problem with it whatsoever.
1: Well, let me ask you what uh, something about Bowen. Forget the, forget the uh, occasional dropping of an F bomb. That that that's that's nothing. The fact that he uses all these English spellings, like like favorite has a U in it.
2: <laughs> that. Yeah, that, that drives me crazy. I don't get it. I don't know where it comes from. <laughs> to, to my knowledge, he's he's never been an Englishman, but uh, it's it's okay. That's his personal flavor, and, and he's he's welcome to it. All
1: right, let's move on. I apologize for uh, spending so much time okay. on one we candidate. We can talk
2: for hours about Bowen. He's the best.
1: Yeah, and I apologize to Chris if this is putting him in an uncomfortable uh, spot. But all right, the Board of Finance, you have two incumbents uh, who've been on there for a while, I believe, right? Go ahead.
2: Uh, bill sawicki has been there for for uh, several terms uh, Kristen just got on this past uh, two years ago um she had been an alternate Kristen Hanowitz that is um she had been an alternate and then she was uh, appointed to a full-time position on the board of finance hence why she's running this year um bill is the chairman and he is you know he's just one he's he's one of the best uh, resources our whole town has you know he's he's just an excellent um, financial mind honestly and, and he's we, we need him to stay on as chairman he's you know a lot of the stuff that um kurt touts all the time all the good financial standing that the town is in and, and the achievements we've made uh, a lot of that is, is due in part to bill and, and Kurt would even admit that so um it, it's great to have him back and, and willing to run for another four-year term uh Kristen is you know someone who i've known for a long time she's a friend of mine uh she's really thrown herself at the town and uh, really look to, to just dive right in and, and make a good in, impression. And she has um, she's learned a ton in the last couple of years, a lot from Bill. Actually, Bill's a great resource to her, um, and she's uh, really excited to keep the ball rolling there.
1: And what's interesting, at least to me, uh, about that board. I mean, first of all, the Board of Finance that they're, they're the ones that uh, have, uh, you know, before the budget goes to the public, it's the Board of Finance who, who puts that thing uh, together. And I guess one of the strengths of Seymour is the fact that I just assumed Bill Sawicki was a Republican at a Kurt Miller's party. i never realized that uh, my own ignorance, uh, I'll admit it, but uh, that's where you see that lack of infighting uh, in Seymour. From what I observe, it's right. not a town where I mean, one party just tries to sabotage the other all the time.
2: Sure. I mean, Bill's not a, he's not a really, he'll tell you, he's not a highly political guy. He doesn't really like to get involved in that kind of stuff. Um, you know, he is a Democrat for sure, but he, uh, he, he he tries to kind of rise above that stuff, which I, which I definitely respect, um, though I would love to, you know, have him a little more involved. It, it, is, it is what it is. He's doing what he needs to do, and he's uh, just a huge asset to the town. And, you know, even Kurt would say that there's really nobody else who should be the chairman of that board, um, especially with the amount of work and the amount of responsibility that they have.
1: Yeah, that's a huge commitment. Uh, going back to the Board of Selectmen for one moment, I forgot to ask you uh, in my uh, uh, obsession over Chris Bowen, don't both these guys get on automatically? Is that where I read? They,
2: uh, that's correct. They do. Yep.
1: Wow. Okay. So that's, and does, uh, in terms of Bill Swicky and Kristen Hanowitz, is that the same there or is there a...
2: Uh, we could... Uh, yeah, we could, um, go through like a full on, uh, who's getting on and what, and what all that too. But we do have another board of finance candidate, Kwame Dunbar, who is a, uh, he's running for a two year term on the board of finance. So he is um, currently an alternate and uh, like Kristen, he has been there for two, about two years. Um, he's, you know, kind of in the same vein as Kristen. He's, he's really getting his feet wet. He comes from a financial background. Um, An actuarial background as well, so he has a lot of good experience in that field. Uh, so we think it's a good time for him to try to step up and and become a full member. Um, you know, another you know, young person too. So we have a very strong slate of uh, board of finance candidates. Um, I you know, I'm not a hundred percent sure on this, but I believe that we are uh, guaranteed to win two of them, two of the three. Uh, we could potentially win the third.
1: Seymour does have every election year. I'm always confused at the end of the day. Uh, on Election Day. I, I'm never 100% certain who's actually been elected in some of these races, so it, is, it can't be confusing. <laughs> right, and then also the Board of Finance, you list uh, two alternates as well who are up for yep. election.
2: Uh, so Jeff Hanowitz, who is Kristen Hanowitz's brother, uh, he had been on the Planning and Zoning Commission uh, previously. He's currently on the Zoning Board of Appeals. Um, another you know, young guy who's uh, you know just really getting involved Diving right into you know the senior politics, a lot of these people, you know, I'm, I'm trying to bring along and trying to give them increasing levels of responsibility and help. Um, so we figured the board of finance alternate position would be a good place, uh, you know, for him to get his feet wet and learn a little bit more about the finance of the town. Um, you know, again, learning from Bill and Kristen and all the others who are on that board. Um, and then we also are running uh, Grace Bringwine, who is a she's actually at UConn right now. She's very young, um, but she's super eager. She's she's she, was, she is a real rising star, someone to keep your eyes on uh, just, you know, inside and outside of politics. Um, you know, she's awesome. She does so much good work just all over the place. Um, but, you know, I, I asked her, I was like, hey, Grace, I know you're not going to have a lot of time. How would uh, running for an alternate position work for you? And she was, you know, she was all in. And it's, it's really exciting to see. Um, that there are some young people who really do want to get involved and really do care about the town and the process and, you know, the financial side of it. It's really, uh, really exciting. So Mm. I'm very, very excited about the full makeup of our Board of Finance League.
1: Okay, and then moving on to the Board of Education, two very familiar names to anyone who's read a newspaper in the Nogthog Valley in the last uh, 10 years?
2: That's correct, yep. Uh, Jim Garofalo, or Jim Garfalo, who, um, you know, has been there for a while, same with Kristen Harmeling. The Board of Education is this year. Um, it's it's a weird thing how it works in Seymour, but essentially there are four positions up for reelection and four people on the ballot. So all four will go through. So okay. as long as these people made it through their uh, caucuses and they are not primaried, um, it should be a low controversy uh, type election. But And you, do you, yeah, you guys don't have any
1: were, uh, primaries coming that you're aware of, do you? Don't Not that I'm aware of. Okay. There's
2: still um, still a couple of weeks for people to file for, you know, the fish petition for primary, but I don't know of anyone who's interested in doing that. So okay. uh, I, I don't see that happening on any of the uh, positions.
1: Gotcha. And then moving on to planning and zoning, what's going on here, Stefan?
2: Yeah, Mike Flynn, a great, uh, you know, great town person. You know, he goes to a lot of different meetings, board of selectmen, board of finance, uh, someone who's involved in our town committee. Um, so we wanted to, you know, give him a shot at running for planning and zoning, something he knows a little bit about. Um, and then I assume you're referring to me on there. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of reasons, um, that I decided to, uh, give up my, um, my seat on the board of selectmen after this election and, uh, instead run for a planning and zoning spot. Um, there's, there's a lot of reasons. One of them is, uh, you know, I really, we, we need to thinking strategically, uh, we need to get our best people elected all, all up and down the slate. Um, so if me, Rob and Chris all ran for board of selectmen, there's a good possibility that one of us would miss out, um, on being elected. So, you know, we, we had to take that into consideration. Um, planning and zoning is something that I'm very interested in. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, interested in learning a lot more about, um, you know, we are not guaranteed to win any seats on planning and zoning this year. So that's another, you know, it's, a, it's, I look at it as a, as a big challenge for myself. Um, you know, frankly, I don't think it would be all that challenging for me to be reelected on board of selectmen. And I don't say that, you know, in an arrogant way, I say that as incumbents have a gigantic advantage, Huge. Um, yeah. just, just based off of name recognition, you look at, it's, it's rare that an incumbent will be knocked off of a board, especially when it's not a highly contentious time. So, you know, I, I don't want to find myself becoming complacent. I think a lot of people in town politics um, become extremely complacent after a short period of time. So I'm, I'm looking for a new challenge, uh, somewhere that I am, I'm very interested in and somewhere that could potentially uh, benefit the party as a whole. And then we have this whole other aspect of Seymour's of Planning and Zoning Board, which Seymour's Planning and Zoning Board, board is a mess, um, quite frankly. I don't often talk negatively about, uh, town politics you know that about me but that's that's really the one board where there where change is, is sorely desperately needed um you know i, I saw the, the republicans they they made a big push to turn over some people on the board of police commissioners which i thought um which i wasn't surprised by but i'm very shocked that they did not do anything about their uh, incumbent members planning and zoning who i think really could uh use use an upgrade Now, i'm i'm completely
1: right, so. i'm completely ignorant of the seymour uh planning and zoning commission but are you basically saying that the current makeup uh sort of makes it hard for uh, economic development and development to happen in town i know there was there they've been talking yeah, for a long exa- time exactly. about okay
2: yeah so you look at I mean, you look at the number one thing that people talk about in the town of Seymour is from a negative aspect, it's the lack of economic development and whatever that means to people, but there's there's definitely something there. And I, it's something I've talked about, something that, you know, a lot of people on the slate have talked about, the people a lot of the Republicans talked about. Um, and then you look at how our planning and zoning commission runs right now, and it's, you know, everything gets kicked down the can. Uh, every can gets kicked down the road, kicked down the road. Um, they need an, an extremely large amount of hand-holding from uh, a town engineer and, uh, you know, different other town officials um it's it's a board that really needs um needs some fresh blood in the mix and um it's you know i I pride myself in in diving headfirst into everything i do uh as it relates to town politics and and learning as much as i can so i think that i can uh, help bring about some change
1: on that board all right moving on to the board of police commissioners up for a four-year term tom bennett Hopefully, yep. He's not—he's not the guy who bullied me at Somers High School in 1992, is he? There was a guy named Tom Bennett back in the day.
2: <laughs> I'd be very surprised if it was the same guy. To be, to be quite honest with you, I don't know a whole lot about Tom Bennett. I know okay. he is a, a retiring state uh, police officer who has a very good reputation. From a lot of people in town, have talked to me about him, saying that like, he would be a great person to get involved. Um, so he came to us and he asked if he could run for the Board of Police Commissioners. And you know, we we said, "Yeah, let's go for it. Let's give it a shot."
1: All right, and then uh, also. Uh, incumbent uh, Colleen Fries, uh, Board of Police Commissioners, yep. up for uh, another two-year term.
2: Yep, we have Colleen Fries up, oh, uh, up for a two-year term. Fries,
1: Fries. Yep. Sorry.
2: At, um, at, at the late Frank Conroy's request, um, who uh, unfortunately also passed away recently, um, we we appointed Colleen Fries to, to fill his term. Um, I think she's done a, just a really great job so far, getting up to speed with everything. Um, you know, she's, she's, she ran for board of police commissioners two years ago, so she, she's very familiar with the board and she knows what, you know, the personalities at play and what's going on. Um, but she's, she's, I think, doing a great job and I really hope that we will uh, be able to keep her on for another two-year term.
1: Is she an attorney? She is, yes. Okay. I'm familiar with her. All right. And Library Board of Directors.
2: Yep. so we have um, Jean Uhelski who is an incumbent uh, she's you know this, this is a this is about as low controversy as, as you could find on a board um, you know she does a great job she's you know a longtime Democrat a longtime member of that board um, just one of the nicest people you'll meet um, and then we have a uh, another young woman Elizabeth Alvarez who came to me um, not too long ago actually and said hey my um, I have two young kids they utilize the programming at the library all the time. I would really love to get involved and, and help steer some of that stuff. Um, and, you know, it's just it's such a great asset to the town and a resource for us to have. I'd like to be a part of it. And I said, yeah, let's sign you up. Um, let's get you involved. So um, I think we have a really nice slate on the library board now. This this board is really the only one that's kind of changing. It's going down from seven to five members,
1: mm-hmm. um,
2: you know, with this election. So uh, we'll see how that shakes out.
1: And then last but not least, the Board of Assessment Appeals, which is actually a hugely yep. important uh, board if you want to go challenge your assessment like I did in Derby a few years back.
2: Yeah, it's, it is an, an important board, probably one that not a lot of people even know about. But right, we, right. Are, it's, a three, it's a three-member board. Um, Tom LaPaglia, who we are running for re-election, is an incumbent. Uh, he's been serving on that board. He's actually um, just... As, actually, as of August 1st, we'll be stepping down his role as the Democratic uh, Registrar of Voters in Seymour as well. Um, so somebody super involved in the town, really another one of uh, Chris and my neighbors, um, you know, who, you know, he's, he's, he's a great resource for the town. He does a nice job on the Board of Assessment Appeals. We talk about it all the time, even though it is a, uh, you know, it's only about four days a year that that board even meets. So, you know, you got to get your, your appeals in mm. in a timely fashion. And then we're running another uh, long time Seymour Democrat and the de- Seymour elected official, Sandra Gestic, there, um, you know, looking to see if we could, you know, we can grab a second seat
1: on that board. Okay, wonderful. So that is the entire slate of the candidates endorsed officially by the Seymour Town Democratic Committee last night, July 22nd. Uh, as of this recording, re- we're doing it a, a day after. But uh, let me just ask you to to close it out. I got to ask you, I can't let you go without asking. I thought the huge news out of all these nominating conventions in the Lower Valley uh, the last two weeks was uh, the Ansonia Democrats uh, endorsing Phil Tripp, uh, an uh, anti-Cassetti, I guess former Republican, uh, to run against the incumbent mayor Cassetti in november were you surprised by that do you have anything you want to share about uh that particular race
2: um yeah of course i'm surprised by it it's not my you know it's not my position to say um i think it's a very interesting strategy to be honest with you um i think uh phil tripp is a a very popular figure there despite Mm -hmm. him uh kind of you know going against uh going against the king there um which, it's an interesting, very interesting dynamic. I'm not sure, uh, to be honest with you, if if we were presented with a similar opportunity in Seymour, that we would have done the same thing. Uh, but I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing. I, I like to say that in local politics, party doesn't really matter that much. You know, because the, the way that or Democrats and Republicans don't matter that much anyway, is because the way people identify Democrats and Republicans is very far removed from, um, you know... But local politics people think of it as on a national level and that's just really not the case of the town so they he's been uh phil tripp's been aligning himself with a lot of democrats over the last couple years anyways so um i think in a lot of ways it is kind of a natural fit um you know i I think they're going to be and some of the democrats are going to be in a very interesting position uh if he does win if he does um upset mayor mayor cassetti because then you know some people will see it as you've, you've you've made the deal with the devil here, and now you have to live with it. But I, I think, um, you know, I, I don't question his his commitment or his desires. Or uh, and some of the so many Democrats, I'm just very interested to see how it'll play out. I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a fun one.
1: <laughs> I don't know uh, for me if that's good or bad, but uh, yeah, those are those are all my questions. I guess uh, if anybody out there who listens to this podcast or reads the accompanying story that I hope to write in like the next hour. Uh, where can people find out more about Seymour Democrats and your candidates going forward? Is there one, is there like a one-stop place they can go?
2: Sure, that's a, that's a great question. We have our Facebook page, Seymour uh, Democrats. So actually, it's Seymour Democrat Town Committee, um, but we are also in the process of bringing a uh, website back, um, but really, the Facebook page is the number one place to go if you want to get in touch with us. You can message the Facebook page. You could always reach out to me. My, um, you know, my email is Stefan at gmail dot com. So I'm easy to get in touch with. Um, you know, we're we're going to be putting out a lot of uh, you know a lot of stuff about the, the campaign. Uh, one thing I do want to emphasize is of the 17 people that we have running, eight are under the age of 40, which I think um, puts us right up there with any. Slate in the entire state in terms of um, young people, which I think is awesome. It's something that we've, you know, we, we haven't seen a lot of electoral success recently, but we've we've seen a, a ton of success in uh, getting some younger people and some new blood involved um, and really committed to the future. So I'm, I'm super excited about this um, this slate of candidates, and I think we'll be sharing a lot of uh, a lot of good information out there soon
1: all right stefan thanks as always you're one of the most responsive elected officials in the naugatuck valley which i really appreciate so thanks again oh, thank you for, for taking the time I, I really do appreciate it
2: yeah eugene and, and thank you as well for having me on I, I do appreciate it
1: no problem
0: for hundreds of years we have brought you the news It's just about dead We'll ride the dinosaur Yeah, ride the dinosaur Our readers are in the opens each day Online clickbait a brilliant way It's free information You're here to stay Not even hookers give it away To asticize shrinking, constant attrition. We'll ride the dinosaur. We'll ride the dinosaur. Deadlines, bylines, pictures too Editorial comment for a buck or two Fire down the block, the murder next door Now we wonder what it's all for Social media coming free to you. funny pages, the mayor's wages, criminal scenes, corruption schemes, ink state wretches asking tough questions, well, ride the dinosaur, yeah, ride the dinosaur. The presses are running all through the night, we're printing the truth with all of our might, We're platform agnostics, got that interweb too Buy an ad, see what we can do We still have subscribers, still have a fans We're here every day, so give us a chance And we'll make an art stand